Welcome. We are so glad you've joined us today. Are you ready for another Bayside Christian Church podcast? Let's get straight into it. Wow, it's so good to see you today. I love to hear you singing with all of your hearts. Last week I shared on the good fight of faith. How you been going with the good fight of faith? Where we stand up and we confront things. The week before, um, Marilyn shared on the rest of faith. So uh, there are seasons where we're resting and trusting. There are other seasons you got up. You got to get up and battle and declare your freedom. Today we're going to follow on with the encounter theme of faith, and we're going to talk about faith works by love. I'm going to start the message. Then uh, Mary Lynn's going to come and uh, share some more on what we do as a church's Bayside Care and how we express our love to people and our community. First verse I want to look at is Galatians 5, 6. It says, The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. They were having battles about circumcision and laws and rules and what they could eat and what they couldn't eat and all those things. The Apostle Paul, he just sort of threw his hands up and said, Hey, guys! The only thing that really counts is faith expressing itself through love. Don't get caught up in all the extras that can just crowd our minds and our heart. The things we think are really important, when you focus in on Jesus and His Word, this is what it sometimes boils down to. Faith expressing itself through love. The Bible says they will know we're disciples by how we Love one another, not whether you got the right doctrine and whether you, you got the right level of faith, but how you love one another is going to grab people's attention and say, well, there's something different about that family, that people, that church, that group, because they see our love in action. The uh, Passion Translation says that all that matters now is living in the faith that is activated and brought to perfection by love. Activated and brought to perfection by love. James chapter 2. Just want to share a couple of verses as a platform to remind us of why we do what we do, why we love one another, why we serve our families, why we serve our community, why we share this amazing good news. James 2.14 says, My dear brothers and sisters, what good is it if someone claims to have faith but demonstrates no good works to prove it? How could this kind of faith save anyone? For example, if a brother or sister in the faith is poorly clothed and hungry and you leave them saying, goodbye, I hope you stay warm and have plenty to eat, that won't, but you don't provide for them with a coat or even a cup of soup, what good is your faith? That's a really powerful question, hey? And this is not about um, feeling guilty or ashamed. This is about just reminding us that God has put such a beautiful faith in our hearts and a joy and overflow, but... He wants us to be expressing it often. So then faith that doesn't involve action is phony. But someone might object to say, one person has faith and another person has works. Go ahead then and prove to me that you have faith without works and I will show you faith by my works as proof that I believe. Wow, so God wants our faith to be in action. And I love this church and the flow and the overflow that I just see happening so many amazing ways in our ministries and groups which we're going to hear about in a moment, but also just in very natural ways in our families, our neighbourhoods, our communities. Thank you for sharing that faith. The message version says it even more clearly. Dear friends, do you think you'll get anywhere in this if you learn all the right words but never do anything? Does merely talking about faith indicate that a person really has it? For instance, you come upon an old friend dressed in rags and starved and say, good morning, friend. Be clothed in Christ, be filled with the Holy Spirit. 
and walk off without providing as much as a coat or a cup of soup. Where does that get you? Isn't it obvious that God talk without God acts is outrageous nonsense? Oh, that's telling it like it is, isn't it? I can already hear one of you agreeing by saying, sounds good, you take care of the faith department, I'll handle the works department. Not so fast. You can no more show me your works apart from your faith than I can show you my faith apart from my works. Faith and works, works and faith, it's fit together hand in glove. That's a beautiful way to put it, hey? Hand in glove, that God's given us his faith, this trust, this amazing life, eternal life and freedom and joy and miracles and all that motivates us, releases us to then share this amazing good news by our words, our actions, our kindness and our care. One more scripture and then Mary Lynn's going to come and share on Bayside Care and some of the amazing things that we already do in our church and some of the things we want to do. 1 Corinthians 13, this is the love chapter, always stirs me. The Passion Version, if I were to speak with eloquence in earth's many languages and the heavenly tongues of angels, yet I didn't express myself with love, my words would be reduced to the hollow sound of nothing more than a clanging cymbal. And if I were to have the gift of prophecy with a profound understanding of God's hidden secrets, and I possessed unending supernatural knowledge, and if I had the greatest gift of faith that could move mountains, but have never learned to love, then I am nothing. Whoa, he goes to the heart of it, eh? It's got to all be done by love. And if I were to be so generous as to give away everything I own to feed the poor and to offer my body to be burned as a martyr without the pure motive of love, I would gain nothing of value. Love is large and incredibly patient. Love is gentle and consistently kind to all. It refuses to be jealous when blessing comes to someone else. Love does not bring about one's achievements nor inflate its own importance. Love does not traffic in shame and disrespect nor selfishly seek its own honour. Love is not easily irritated or quick to take offence. Love joyfully celebrates honesty and finds no delight in what is wrong. Love is a safe place of shelter for it never stops believing the best for others. That's beautiful, isn't it? Love never takes failure as defeat for it never gives up. Love never stops loving. Wow. Mary Lynn, come on up. Let's give her a big welcome. She comes and... and uh, this lovely lady has such a heart of love. She's taught me how to love. She's taught me how to be hospitable, kind and caring. I was a little bit on the left side with the faith department and she came and showed me how the works and faith and love work together. And she's done that and showed that in our church and continues to. God bless you. Thanks, darling. That was lovely. Yeah, at Bayside, we we have a goal, and we've said it before, that our goal is to prepare an environment where people can encounter, connect, and belong. And we, it's so important to be intentional about this as we services and we prepare for the worship and the singing, that we're preparing for people to encounter God's love. That's what the welcome team do when they get ready. It's very practical. So what what Ross said, you can't separate your faith from your works. <laughs> the two have got to go together to, for it to for, to be in balance and it to be truly to demonstrate God's love. And then to go on to um, 
connect. We want people to connect to Jesus as their Saviour and their Lord. And then to connect into the life of this church, which is a beautiful, strong, healthy church. And, it, and you have a very big, generous heart. And, uh, and I know that, that God is adding to us um, all the time. There are people that are being added uh, to our church. And then to belong, that people will find, you will find your spiritual home where you can put your roots down and flourish. And where there's love, people flourish. And, and that's where I believe that, that God is teaching us how to do these, these areas. And our purpose is that people will grow in their faith and that they will be able to grow up with, through the practical and spiritual help and support that's given And again, we have to be intentional about this and that they will get involved and own what's happening. You know, that this is my church. (laughs) This is is what I do as I serve Jesus. As I serve God, I serve the people of this community. And that there's a sense of belonging and in and its ownership. The key scripture that we have um, for this ministry is taken from Galatians 6, Verses 9 and 10. I'm going to read it from the Passion Version. I think it's up there. Oh, there it is. Um, It says, And don't allow yourself to be weary or disheartened in planting good seeds. For the season of reaping, the wonderful harvest you've planted is coming. Take advantage of every opportunity to be a blessing to others, especially to your brothers and sisters in the family of faith. It's interesting that that translation says, don't allow yourself to become weary or disheartened. When it comes to uh, practical works and, and helps and giving, often this is, the, you've heard of compassion fatigue, you know, like where, where there is a sense of, well, how do we know if it's really making a difference? How do we know if the money really gets to the people who need it? You know, there can be like a little bit of cynicism. You give to someone and then they've ripped you off and then you're once bitten, twice shy. But the Bible says, don't allow yourself. Don't allow yourself to get weary in doing good. Don't become disheartened. And we'll, we'll share a little bit more about like, so how do you stop yourself from becoming disheartened? And that the seeds that you are planting... For the season of reaping, the wonderful harvest you have planted is coming. It takes time, folks. When you're planting seeds in young lives, when you're working with children, young adults, it takes time. You might not be the one to see the fruit, but the seeds that you are sowing into children's lives will reap a harvest if you don't get disheartened and give up. The enemy tries his hardest to get leaders to quit. And this is it. You think, am I ever making a difference? What's the use? I did all that. What for? You you can allow yourself to become weary in doing good and get disheartened. And I believe that this is a word for us as a church. This is a 79-year-old church. And it's, you know, been going. The doors have been open for 79 years every Sunday. It's worth celebrating, folks. (laughs) You are something miraculous. You are part of something wonderful. And this is in little old Harvey Bay. 
we have an excellent facility and we're going to see God add to that and it takes time. It takes that. It takes seeds sown in faith and believing and not letting go of the sight that one day there will be a harvest for the home for the harvest. One day there will be a harvest of souls. And one day you will see the fruit of all the labours that you have done and sowed, all the prayers you have prayed, all the faith that you have given. And, and then you will see, you'll live to see, I believe, uh, the, the harvest come that you've planted. And then in the meantime, we take the advantage to be a blessing to all people but especially those who are belong to the family, our brothers and sisters in the family and faith. So Ross has said this for years. How we always said if you've got a, a healthy balance in these three areas of word, deed and sign, you will have a healthy, strong church. And this is where we are endeavouring to do that, to develop these three areas. The word of God is powerful. It's, it's like the seed that's sown into people's lives and it produces a harvest that never returns empty. Every, even just a scripture that kids have learnt in tiny Sunday school, they never forget it. It's there. It's a seed planted and it's powerful. And again, we can do that in various ways. We do this um, word, deeds and signs. And I've watched over the years... This, the deeds done, I'll talk a bit more about words, deeds and signs. The, the deeds done in this church, I've watched the practical love and help and support. People picking up, um, Wayne McClure, there he is, picking up people, bringing them to church. The bus drivers, they go out of their way early, stay late and they're bringing people to church. There's, there's care that goes on. We have... Um, uh, as meals, I've watched you do practical help and taking someone home for lunch and um, sharing and visiting, going to the hospitals, praying for our friends and family that, that have been in um, desperate need and praying and believing. Never stop praying and believing for souls, for lives to be saved, healed and delivered. This is how the body functions. There's a great scripture also in um, Ephesians uh, 4.16. It says, For his body has been formed in his image and is closely joined together and consistently con connected as one. And every man given divine gifts to contribute growth of all. And these gifts operate effectively throughout the whole body and, as, and we are built up and made perfect in love. It's so important. That's why I love the body of Christ. I love what God does in and through all different people from all ages and all backgrounds and all nationalities. We form one beautiful body of Christ that functions. You have gifts that I don't and, and you touch people that I will never meet. And so this is when you do your part it functions and that's how it's meant to work. Ross and I and Pete and them and the ministry team, we could never, this is never meant to be a clear laity. That was not a model God designed. the model God designed. He designed it to be a big family. It's meant to be a body that functions and as each part does its work, we all grow and we're all built up in love and there's, it multiplies the opportunity for others to find, to, to, to encounter, connect and belong. 
So a little bit of history. Where have we come from? Bayside Care started in my office in 2001. <laughs> when we first came here, we lived in that little house. We come up from the Sunshine Coast and we would... Um, we had still had kids in school and house down there and we were in the process for three months we travelled up and back and we slept in that on mattresses and then we moved up and furniture stashed everywhere in that tiny house. And what happened was it was over the school holidays and Christmas time and I found that people just kept knocking at the door asking for food. And I thought, what's going on here? Doesn't anybody eat properly in Harvey Bay? I was like... What's happening? And then just coming and I've, I've got no place to stay. I said, you can't stay here. The boxes, we've got stuff everywhere. So it was like, it was crazy. And they just kept coming and coming. And women that had been, you know, like out of needing help that have been in abusive relationships. And I thought, this isn't good. And I kept, so we... I started stashing food in my office, in the cupboards, so that I would have um, something to give somebody who came, turned up, that nobody would get turned away hungry. That at least if I couldn't, you know, you can't solve all their problems, but at least they would go away with something in their stomach. And so, and then we had a shopping trolley. Do you remember Woolworths donated a shopping trolley and we and um, Don Boyce did the wheels up and it was at the church here at the front door and you all put in groceries, you know, um, non-perishable stuff. And that's went into the Bayside Pantry and then we had vouchers where they could get milk and bread. That's been happening since 2001. And then we, we had the hospital visits and the prayer and the home visits and prayer. A lot of that was done through Ron and Elva and the Young at Hearts and, and through you, you just spontaneously doing that through your life groups. That's what we, we depend on you to do that, to, to be aware of the people in your world. Don't wait for somebody else to, to visit them. If you know them and you know they're lonely, they're sick, visit them. Tell us what you've done, please, but visit them. Please don't wait for somebody to organise a trip for them. You, you do it. Emergency food vouchers and petrol vouchers, we started um, tithing some money out of our, our general tithes directly into Bayside Care. And with that, I could buy vouchers. And we bought food vouchers and petrol vouchers. We did care force courses, um, care force um, life groups and recovery groups. That was um, Wendy and Jeff Piper were leading that, and um, and they were brilliant at doing that. Woman to woman, valiant men, search for intimacy, parenting kids courses, youth with courage. We did serve our streets, Pete. And Emma organised that, where you took presents to the um, people around our streets and our neighbours and uh, sort of like hand them an Easter egg and say, sorry, we're so loud. But not quite. <laughs> it's always good to oil the good friendship between neighbours, you know, Easter egg will do it. So we did that. Get on your Pete. And so we had school breakfasts where we fed children in the mornings. That ran for years. And... Uh, Again, Don Boyce was called the Toastmaster because he was in charge of making hundreds of pieces of toast in the morning. <laughs> and then we had sausage sizzles and at the skate park. Tim used to run those. And, and we had outreach teams that would go down on Friday night and feed um, sausages and bread to young Aboriginal kids and other kids that were sniffing something down the Esplanade and, and gave them food. So, and the police thanked us for that. So this is what we've done. This is 
just since I've been here. We've been here. And praise God for your, for your kindness. And many of you will remember being part of those things. So where are we now in 2019? Okay, so 2019, last year in May, I shared my heart about this vision of what I wanted to do to expand um, the Bayside Care. And it ended up being bigger than Texas. And whenever I talked about it, people got nervous. And so I had to take it to God. I had to be honest. I had to take it back to the drawing board and say, okay, God, what do you want us to do? What's realistic? What's achievable um, in our lifetime? What can be done? What, can, what are seeds that can be planted for the future? So this is what the Lord said to me. I want you, you know, remembering that uh, we're talking about word, deed and you to um, concentrate on Christian counselling, provide and a really good Christian counselling service. That the spin-off from that will be support and, and recovery groups. I want you to develop the Zozo ministries and, the, and develop the Zozo teams. And so I want you to do courses and groups where the Word of God can be sown into people's lives and that that's what will produce a harvest. And, and in small groups, there will be time for discussion and prayer and then these will multiply out. And that we will have courses um, that will be um, open to all sorts of people in the community as well. And we've done the... I still have the frozen meals in the, um, the freezer... And a lot of the women uh, make those f with um, in my enormous kitchen. We make all these meals and freeze them. And those meals get given to primarily um, people within our own congregation um, that, that are having an operation, recovering from surgery uh, or just you know, in need of some kind, had a grief, a loss, or had a baby, or there's, there's some kind of need, those frozen meals uh, are available there. I also keep um, some frozen little mini pizzas and things that we can give um, if someone wanders in on a Sunday or during the week and that is hungry, we keep some food in there so that we can quickly heat them up and um, give them some food. We have some sleeping rough packs that have basic towel and some toiletries. That's for people that turn up homeless. That um, There's a lot of mental illness in our community and people end up homeless and getting moved on from place to place because they just don't fit. And that's, that's not a problem that's easily solved, but we can at least be part of the love and the kindness on that pathway to, to help these, these folks. I don't advertise this broadly <laughs> because we get inundated. The other agencies in the town here are doing a great job, but they are overwhelmed. And as soon as they know you're given food away, I've had them lined up there. And we've come to work on Tuesday. And, and so it's, it's just as the need has arose, arisen. And so it's a combination of pastoral care within our own church congregation and then Bayside Care that is, has a community arm to it. 
I hope I'm making this clear, that, that I'm, I'm wanting, this is what's functioning at the moment. This is how it's working. And prayer and visitation. And I'm wanting to strengthen and develop these teams so that I have more people that can go to the hospital visits and pray and go to home and, and visit and pray for people. I, I wanted to develop this into home help um, to a nursing level and to onto palliative care. And I realise that upon reflection and research and got good advice that this is a business model that is larger than than me, <laughs> larger than, than anything. Like I've, if we went down this track, it would take years to develop and I would need a lot of money and a lot of expertise, people... <clears throat> to do this and to set up an agency where we do this high level of home care and um, all the way through to palliative care. And what I found is that many of our Christian people work for other agencies. They work for Blue Care. They work for Auscare. They work for, for these um, other agencies that are doing this um, Blue Care, this, this great work. And so we can support them in what they're doing in the community. And then and just to make sure that we... I'm not giving up on this dream. I'm not giving up on it. I'm just having to put it there for now. And, and I mean, I would love to, in, when, in my old, old age, to come and cut the ribbon on some facility that, that is, you know, doing this level of care. I'm still up for that. But for right now, I just think we have to be realistic. We have to have a goal and we have to have a plan forward. And this is what, in, the, in that home visits, you know, that we're able to you know, bring these these meals where they're needed to pray. And there's also one other aspect of Bayside Care that is operating in that I have um, Hayden Midas has a cleaning service and I will um, uh, get him to come in and some time to time and clean um, some of our people's houses, some of the elderly in our congregation and or, or they've they've had a fall or something that he will come in and clean during that time that they are needed, and then we also have Dave Sparks has been wonderful in doing the lawns and will mow the lawns and 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 do some gardening, so that's all happening as pastoral care. So that's that's been happening just within the Bayside Church, and that comes out of your tithes, um, a small amount of that. But what I what I want to develop um, with the word, deed, and sign, as I said, these groups, um, the word that is taught specifically into areas of need. And then the word of God, as I said, it's powerful and it will give people productive life skills and lasting breakthroughs. This goes beyond just positive support and help. This is the word of God I'm talking about, specifically into areas of need. And um, the groups that we're wanting to form, I've spoken with Carol Yates and others that, that will be uh, facilitators, leaders and facilitators trained um, to help lead the DVDs. Um, they're DVD-based and they have a workbook material and then there's time for discussion and prayer and that's led by a leader and a facilitator by two people. 
the group courses that we are developing um, and that we, we are buying the resources. I was donated, I was given some money for Bayside Care last year and with that resource I have bought some materials towards this. And I'll talk a little bit about Bayside Care House and I've been buying things to set it up over there to, to make this happen. Parenting courses. Parents need help. Parents are struggling. We've got generations of dysfunction that, you know, that you, how far back do you go before you get a whole, you know, like a, a handle on parenting? It's, it's really hard work and we want to support our parents. Grief and share groups. People of all walks of life lose loved ones and they go through grief and loss and it's acutely painful. And I want to see, we bought, Carol and I bought some great material, a whole kit of DVDs and workbooks and, 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 um, and we're going to be rolling that out in the church and that's a small group. And that's also um, open for people eventually we'll have multiple groups within the community that will utilise the Bayside Care House and other facilities for that grief and share group. The boundaries course, this deals with relationships and um, this is also a very needy area where the Word of God needs to go specifically in to help people set healthy boundaries for their lives. Love after marriage and um, I'll be asking Carol to come up soon to, in a moment to um, talk a little bit about that. And then we have the Valiant Man and Woman to Woman courses, all the Care Force uh, Life Keys, Alan and Helen Myers um, material. And um, we also have people that um, are trained to help with budgeting in the CAP course, the Christians Against Poverty, to help advise and to listen to, to people that need help with budgeting and that are in personal financial debt. Um, this this is something that um, that also we have available. I say deeds. So you know we want to continue with the transport, the meals, and the visits, with the deeds to to be able to demonstrate in a practical way the uh, the love of Christ. I just want to say. Um, that a huge thank you to you. Last week I asked uh, about an offering we raised uh, for the Townsville Church that had been flooded and um, that church in Townsville um, has lost, they've lost everything. That, that, As I said, it all flooded and there was sludge and mud and raw sewage and everything went through the whole building and also a number of couples, about at least five families, lost everything. And that money that we raised, I want to say a very huge thank you. We raised $8,864 in that one offering. I want to thank you. We, um, we rang the pastor um, that who said that will go directly to the, the, um, the church in Townsville. We spoke, Ross spoke to the pastor during the week and he was practically in tears. He said, oh, are you kidding? That's a very generous offering. He said, is that just from your church? I said, yes, it is. And he was blown away by your generosity. So that's love in action. That is practical and that's very Aussie and I'm very proud of you. <laughs> so that's... That's going to go directly to that need. And it's that kind of practical, thoughtful help that really lets people know that they are loved. And um, 
And then we've got the, the meals. Um, I would appreciate some anybody that wants to join me to cook those meals. I would. Uh, Michelle um, Towell has been wonderful, and the women from my my life group have cooked meals. We've got a few uh, good recipes, and uh, um, if you ever want to help, you know, by all means, let me know. And volunteering and serving in our church and in our community, practical ways that you can serve. Um, of course, the signs we're believing through prayer for the power of the Holy Spirit to save, heal and to deliver people. We're believing for transformed lives. We're not just believing for for Band-Aid quick fixes. We're believing for transformation that comes from the Spirit of God. And we believe for God to comfort and to counsel people through their pain and loss. So they come through, break through, and they don't get stuck in trauma, that they come right through to freedom. And that signs and wonders will follow the preaching of the word. Amen? Amen. I'd just like to introduce you to Carol Yates. Many of you know her already. But I just want um, Carol to come just for a few moments to um, just to talk to us a bit about um, the, the areas of ministry that she is involved in. And... We have um, Carol is and Bevan head up Love After Marriage. They also do Prepare and Enrich, which is a, a six-week course of preparing for marriage. And, uh, and then the Sozo Ministries and Christian Counselling. Hey, Carol. Hello. This is Carol. Give her a welcome. Hello. <laughs> Carol and I have been... Um, meeting and praying on a Wednesday over this ministry and, and, and I really, really value, appreciate your input. Carol's a skilled counsellor and like um, most people that do a great job behind the scenes, she never blows her own trumpet. So this is quite nerve-wracking. You're doing well. Thank you. <laughs> um, I just wanted to ask you, if you could just tell us a little bit about Sozo. What is the Sozo ministry? Okay, so Sozo is um, an inner healing ministry, it's a prayer ministry and um, I know that many, many of you have probably been through those kinds of things in the past but um, it is a ministry that's come out of Bethel Church and as we all know, Bethel Church, there's been an absolute revival in the Holy Spirit there. So anything that comes out of Bethel usually has an amazing anointing to it. So it's not just what happens, it's also who is there, and that is Holy Spirit. And in a um, Sozo session, Sozo means saved, healed, delivered. And what God knows is it's not just the people that we see that are reactive out of um, bad situations that need help. We, each of us are human beings that have wounds, and we hold wounds and lies. Things happen to us. And um, I just, is it, if it's okay, I'd just like to talk a little bit about what Kate Judson um, spoke about in a way of describing of what Sozo does for the body of Christ. And um, she just simply said that, you know, the, the soldiers get wounded. And she had this picture of the soldiers lying down in the field. And slowly but surely, 
she could hear the chink of the armour that was standing and positioned in what they were called to be doing. And that's what Sozo does through a, a, a series of different tools. As the person listens to God, he begins to come with where the wounds and the lies are and what the truth is. And the Spirit of God comes and he heals people in a session. And I love what Mary Lynn says. She calls it um, keyhole surgery. Because so much can happen in a session. But the beautiful thing about it is, is that it doesn't just happen there. They can have an encounter. But they take these tools with them. And when we talk to people down the track, they might say, you know, it was a nice session and, you know, God really did reveal a lot and I felt so much of his peace, etc., etc. But it's what happened afterwards. I was able to walk things out in a much better way. So... Yeah. That's beautiful. You've explained that beautifully, Carol. So how do we book a Zozo? Okay. So we have forms at the back of the church. If you feel that you would like to have a Sozo, if you have a, a stirring in your spirit, you can go and you can fill a form out and um, it will go over to the office. We have a beautiful lady in the church, um, Annette. We have a team of people that have been trained up. So I actually do train the region in, the, in Sozo. And um, Annette Locke has taken on doing an amazing job with the administration of Sozo. So what will happen is you will get a phone call from an Annette and um, she'll organise a time that's going to be suitable for you but also suitable for us in that we need to have two people in a session. Um, one person leads you through the tools so that, you know, you are led to hear from God and the other person will be there and they write down all the good stuff that God gives to you. And so that's why it's important for us to know so that we can get a team organised that's going to be a, um, a suitable one for you. Sometimes women will say they only want women, so we do that. Men prefer just to have men and we try to do that as well. So, And all that information is written on your form. So that's, that's the way you can go about it or you also have forms over in the church here and the transformations guys you also have forms there if you're interested in it yeah that's very good that's nice and clear so you you also um do christian counseling yes i do um what other areas do you are there some of the key areas that you um can counsel or that you have available to counsel? okay i think this is um the exciting part about what we can do here in bayside because you know, people um, are looking for counsellors everywhere and we have some amazing counsellors in the community. A lot of what I do is referral. So if there are specific needs, um, I can sit with people but I can also refer them to those areas where they have a real specific need in the community. But what I do know is that um, a lot of Christians feel comfortable if they know that the person that is the count really go to that place of um, sharing what their need is. Um, you know, and it is a place of confidentiality. That is my profession. I cannot take it outside of that. And so it's a very safe place. We talked about it, love being safe. And, um, and so, you know, there's that. But then I, because I work in the community, I do counsel a lot of people um, that are not necessarily Christian or they've been hurt by the church. 
And it's just a beautiful opportunity to actually just sit with people and talk to them about their hurt and talk to them about who I know Jesus is, you know, and I'm very careful about how I go about that. But if it's something that the person has a need with and they're hungry and they want to know the answers, then I can walk with them through those questions that they have. So some of the results that you've seen, um, mm. can you tell us a little bit that some of the results that you've seen both both with the, with Christians that have come and some in the community? Yeah. Um, so I guess I have had people that have come to counselling here that have questions about God, and um, and what and you know eventually I've seen some of them come in and have sozos. Because a lot of their wounding wasn't that they didn't know God. They may have been brought up in a, in a church that was very religious. And what happens in a sozo is that we can actually really deal with some of those woundings for, with religion. So, um, yeah, so there's been a couple of occasions where that's happened. Um, yeah, and the same for Christians, you know. Um, I had a lady come in who has been raised in, the, in a Christian uh, home beautiful woman but there'd been some wounding and she shifted into the area and um, wanted to come to counselling and so she came in and I talked to her and we walked through what she was going through and then I said look we do have sozo and she came in and she did a sozo session but she came out and she enjoyed what was done there and however she came out and she said, I still feel that I need that ongoing support in a counselling way so that there's another human being that can walk through me, with me through some of these emotional things that are happening. Yeah. And just uh, lastly, is there a cost involved? For Sozo, and uh, well, for me, the the work that I'm doing out of this house, um, I, I do need to charge because that's what I do. Um, so uh, I, I charge seventy dollars an hour, but I also will, um, depending on the need and what people's ability to pay is, I'm very open and flexible around that. Um, because we don't want to leave anybody without any kind of support. Um, as far as Sozo is concerned, there's a $50 suggested donation. Um, now, that's just a suggested donation. And any monies that come in for Sozo, that definitely does not go to us. Um, that goes into the Sozo ministry so that we can buy more resources and we can, um, yeah, just train people up and, and ongoing. And, uh, yeah, so it's, it's wonderful. You're doing an excellent work, Carol, and we really appreciate you and the teams that you're developing and you and Bevan and all the work that you do behind the scenes with the get love after marriage. We didn't get there, but yeah. we will. Perhaps yeah. another time yeah. we can hear about love after marriage and the preparing and reach yes. and, and the service that you're offering there. But um, after the service, um, we're going to have open up the house, the Bayside Care House across the road. And if you have any questions, we'll, we'll be over there. And uh, so you can have a look at uh, the facilities that we're developing over there. But give Carol a huge thank you. We love you, love. I just wanted you to hear her heart and uh, that you're aware of the good things that God's doing in and through us as a, as a church. But there is room for more. There's much more room for expansion. And I, I know in the future, um, 
the, the, the dreams, the resources we have, the, our people are our biggest asset and, and the, of the resources that we, we actually have in a, at Bayside. We have the little house across the street. It's got three counselling rooms and has a reception area. And we've just um, developing the sand tray um, therapy um, counselling that we've got a little one for children at the moment and that we can help um, for children. They just talk and, and make a little world with the with the um, symbols and um, we're also wanting wanting to um, expand our, our to get quality Christian counselors that that can really um, be available um, to using those facilities to partner with all the chaplains in our in our region I just wanted to finish with this I wanted to say a huge thank you um, to everyone who is volunteering. But if you would like to get involved in this ministry, please, um, what you can do to help is you can be a light and presence Jesus wherever you go. Um, you can volunteer on one of our teams and get trained in these um, areas that we're talking about. And you can um, develop your strengths and serve um, and you can also give financially. As I said, I have been given monies and I would, I'm wisely investing that where I feel God wants us to. But there is, we want to have a provision for, to help people if, they, if they're really in financial, uh, can't afford the counselling, that we have that opportunity to um, subsidise that. I just want to um, finish with this, this last scripture. Um, in Matthew, um, in uh, Matthew 20, uh, 25, and Jesus is speaking here, and he's talking about the parable of the sheep and the goats. And I always shudder when I read this, but um, it's there in the scripture. And uh, the scripture says that the king, King Jesus, he'll turn to the people on his right. And say to them, you have a special place in my Father's heart. Come and experience the full inheritance of the kingdom realm that has been destined for you from the before the foundation of the world. Because you saw me hungry and you fed me. You found me thirsty and you gave me something to drink. When I had no place to stay, you invited me in. When I was poorly clothed, you covered me. When I was sick, you tenderly cared for me. And when I was in prison, you visited to me. And the godly will say, when did we see you like this, Lord? And the king will answer them and say, don't you know, when you cared for one of the least important of these little ones of mine, my true brothers and sisters, you demonstrated love to me. Whatever we do, to the least important people that we think we do it for Jesus. It's Jesus that we're doing this for and it's him that 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 wants us to to develop this this care and to not allow ourselves to become weary and to lose lose sight of the big goal. It takes time. The seeds that we're sowing takes time to develop and uh, we continue to sow. We know that there's a harvest coming, that we will reap if we don't uh, quit halfway through. And uh, I know that God, um, that uh, 
and says that to take advantage of every opportunity to be a blessing to all people and especially to our brothers and sisters in the faith. Thank you for joining us. The Bayside Christian Church community aims to transform our city and beyond with the life and power of Jesus Christ. If you want to know more or just keep in touch, check us out at www.baysidechristianchurch.com.au or follow us on our social media sites at Bayside Christian Church.